uh, I read uh, I read this article about the guy, the, this family that put their entire life savings into Beanie Babies, and it all backfired like crazy. Yeah. And how in debt that they are, and how much money they spent, like hundreds of thousands of dollars on Beanie Babies for college, and yeah, Lauren's. Uh, and they could have just spent that hundreds of thousands of dollars on college. Yeah, Lauren's. Uh, Mom was big into that, so they have like a giant Rubbermaid trash can in the basement full of Beanie Babies. Oh, every yard sale they have that gets put out, and like since we've been dating, they've had a yard sale every year. And like at first, it was like two dollars a piece, and now it's like ten cents a piece, and they still can't get rid of them. That's why I see so many Beanie everyone, Babies at Goodwill. Everyone else has Beanie Babies because yeah. they bought into the bullshit too. What yeah, it was really the babies? bears. The bears were the ones that were supposed to be worth the money. Apparently, there yeah. still is one that's worth money. It's a certain version of the Princess Diana bear. It's like a different color or something like Some, that. And there's something different with like the tag or something where you can see. Yeah, yeah. And I, don't, I don't know baby. if people actually care. We bought a beanie baby recently because they make a corgi. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we found it at Hallmark, so Cute. we were like, okay, that's a purchase for Brody. So. Yeah. Whenever we go anywhere and he's in the car seat, he has the corgi. I mean, if you're, I remember they had wrestling like mm-hmm. Beanie Babies. I mean, they weren't officially Beanie Babies, but when that thing was huge, mm-hmm. like I like uh, my cousin got me a like a Scott Steiner one, right? <laughs> and uh, at the time, like Steiner, Steiner was on crutches, so he like made like out of chopsticks like crutches <laughs> for it. Lauren's brother has a uh, Mankind Beanie Baby Bear. Nice, nice official Ty. No, um, WWE put them out yeah. because like Sable had the handprints. Yeah, and stuff. I remember that. Yeah, I think every like there were so many Beanie Baby cash in companies around that time too. Because mm-hmm. uh, it was uh, WCW also tried to get in because I remember for a oh, little while there was like a boom in like Hot Wheels cars. Yeah, yeah, um, I remember it randomly that. came back. So WCW put out like. The fancy ones where like the hood pops up and yep. stuff. Yep. I have like a Dean Malenko Barracuda at, the, <laughs> at my parents' house. That should be your dream car to get that car <laughs> and to make Dean look like the Dean Malenko Barracuda. Uh, like in a perfect world. Um, welcome to Airport Road, the podcast. Hey, episode. This would be fifty-six. Fifty-six. Mm-hmm. The last episode we did was the Daredevil episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that episode. That, that was, was a fun episode. I, I listened back to it uh, while mowing the lawn last week and enjoyed it. Yeah. Hello, guys. Hi. Hello. Connor is here <laughs> yep. playing Splatoon in the yep. background, so if you hear the sounds of Splatoon, that is why you're hearing Splatoon. Hey, Ben, who are you? Ben. Oh, hey, Stephen, who are you? I'm Stephen. Hey, I'm Aaron. Okay. Hey, there's a big yellow cat. Hey, Ophelia. We are in my basement currently. I uh, showed you guys Splatoon earlier, and I think... I had talked uh, with you about mm-hmm. uh, playing the Global Test Fire a right. few weeks back on Airport Road, and I went and picked it up day one uh, along with a grand amiibo hunt mm-hmm. <laughs> that I w- ended up being very happy with at the end. I got the three-pack of amiibos that come with this game. But for those who don't know, Splatoon is a third-person uh, team-based shooter where you're... A bunch of 14-year-old kids who are very fashion-conscious who can turn into squids yes. and battle by spraying ink over various levels in uh, in order to do turf wars. Uh, it's super damn cute. Uh, it's very fun uh, to play. It's it, very easy to get into the online and stuff like that. Uh, it's just a blast. It's very kiddo-friendly. I don't have to worry about like you know him like seeing bloody headshots and stuff like that. No, you game. just explode. You, you just pop into ink and then you come back and you respawn. Well, it's the funnest game I've ever got on Wii U. Yeah, see? I can't wait for the 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 the, the live action parody <laughs> uh, trailer for this movie that's going to pop this. up on YouTube one day. Because mm-hmm. someone's going to do it, like a Michael mm-hmm. Bay style <laughs> post-apocalyptic Splatoon fan well, film. The funny thing is, is like going through the story mode. They've got uh, like a twenty-seven stage story mode, and it's like kind of platform shooting uh, where you have to repel this octarian menace, which are octopus people. And uh, they go, and as you go, you can get like these little sunken scrolls, which are hidden one in each level, and it tells the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, of what goes on. And so what happened is apparently in the story of Splatoon is during our time, rising sea levels caused the human race to practically go extinct. Right. And 10,000 years, like over the course of 10,000 years, like cephalopods apparently evolved into humanoids. Right, like and, they do. Yeah, like they do. So what we're seeing is about uh, like the year 12,000. 
And the cat that judges the multiplayer games uh, is... You get to see him being cryogenically frozen for 10,000 years. <laughs> nice. So that's why there's a soul cat along with all these weird, evolved sea creature people. Like all the shopkeepers, there's like a, a sea oh. anemone girl uh, that has like a little Nemo fish, clownfish mm-hmm. living in her. Uh, or like hey, a no. like a creepy street urchin who just hangs out there and Who's sells you black market hair, yeah. stuff. Yeah, I just realized that this amiibo of this Splatoon girl, her mm-hmm. hair isn't hair; her hair is tentacles. Yes, yeah. yep. that's kind of gross. And yeah. so is so the see. boys one. That's gross. It, it has like my dad's, like a ponytail. Yeah. Yep. He's got a double ponytail. And there's yeah. a yeah. well, Pete's got two tentacles. And right. there's a squid, which is the cool one that Steven says is the coolest <laughs> one. So the the, squid the, awesome. squ- the squids evolved into humanoid form, but yeah. somehow lost two appendages. Well, so they, they, arms, they can turn legs. into humanoids, but they also I guess the tentacle part is like their hair, mm-hmm. sort of. But they gained uh, like I guess yeah. So yeah, they did lose two appendages. You're right. Yeah, because squids have eight yeah. tentacles. But no, no, octopus have eight. Squids have ten, don't they? I thought squids also had eight. I don't know. Maybe it's different kind of something. Well, maybe I'm, I don't know. Guys, this is not a marine biology podcast. Well, welcome to Airport Road <laughs> podcast, where we debate whether squids have eight or ten tentacles. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we talking about today? Uh, I guess we're talking about uh, news, like pretty Splatoon. much anything. <laughs> yeah. Splatoon. Uh, we we lost uh, two legends in the last week. Yep. Yeah. Uh, in the same day. Really. Well. Christopher Lee, the the first, he actually passed away Sunday. Okay. okay. Uh, they they didn't announce it until uh, Tuesday. Uh, was it? No, was it Thursday? Yeah, I think it was Thursday yeah. because they wanted to notify all of his family before oh. they released it. I mean, that would be a, a really terrible way to find uh, out. Can you that, just log on to check yeah, your email and you see that your yeah great grandpa died, and I find out about it on TMZ. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can also, um, go to. <laughs> okay. Uh, was, the, him dying, though? Yeah. I wasn't really that upset, because yeah, I saw it, it coming. Well, he is 93. I, every day I check the internet, I expect to see that Stan Lee has died. Yeah. he's yeah. almost what, 90. Stan Lee died? No, no, yeah, no. no, no. <laughs> but, you know, it's yeah. The, the age he's at, you can't really be that shocked it's or that like, upset. It's no. like the Chris no, I mean, Rock joke that once you're in your 80s, whatever you die of is natural causes. Like, <laughs> yeah. how'd he die? Oh, he got hit by a bus. Well, if he'd been younger, he could have gotten out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So, I Unless mean, you shot in the head or something like that. Right, but, I mean, everything's pretty much natural causes when you're past, like, 85. Yeah. Wasn't he really into, like, black metal and death metal? Yeah. He, he put out a couple, like... Uh, metal albums where he, I don't know if he's saying like or narrated or something like that. Yeah, he had a few metal albums. The dude uh, hunted Nazis during World War II. He was oh, decorated shit, by nice. multiple countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he was a literal boss. He he actually like served alongside uh, um, uh, uh, Fleming, Ian Fleming, wow. uh, the guy who created James Bond. Right. Uh, and uh, I mean, he's been in. Well over a thousand movies. I mean, he's, he was hugely pro- prolific. Yeah. Uh, he was, you know, known as Dracula from uh, the, Hammer the Hammer stuff. stuff. Uh, he was the, a Sar- Saruman from Lord of the Rings. Which is, which is in Connor. <laughs> um, so, uh, he was in uh, The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings as Saruman. He was, of course, Count Dooku in the uh, Star Wars prequels. Mm-hmm. He was actually not a problem in those movies. No, he was he was cool. He added class to it, man. I like uh, my favorite thing about him was that on one of the making of I think of uh, for Return of the King mm-hmm. and the scene where he gets stabbed. He's talking about that scene how he had to tell yeah. Peter Jackson because Peter Jackson wanted him to scream when he got stabbed in the back, and he's like, "That's not what would happen." <laughs> you know, if you get stabbed in the back, it takes the air out of you, so you gasp mm-hmm. at the sound of it because I know. Because <laughs> he's implying that he stabbed a lot of Nazis in yeah, the back. Pretty much, yeah. I, I no doubt of that. That dude was a boss. I mean, um, he was a complete badass, and he had an amazingly long life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, it's not really a point it's, where you can mourn so much as like just enjoy celebrate. celebrate. Um, like Richie, like my friend Richie was saying that uh, that when he found out he died, it wasn't so much. Oh man, it was a good job. Yeah, yeah. you had a good run, kid. Yeah. I mean, he had an amazing run. Yeah. There will probably never be one like him again. 
yeah. I mean, he was in great health and stuff, because I always think, I don't want to live to be that old, because typically when you're that old, mm. like, you're, you're alive, but you're, you know. Yeah. Like, but, like, that dude was still making movies yeah. and stuff, so, like, yeah. I want to know what his secret was, man. Besides being a, being a boss. <laughs> I mean, he never quit working. Like, my grandma's in her mid-80s, and she, like, wakes up at 5 in the morning every day and cleans her whole entire house. Like, she doesn't need to, because she's the only one that lives there, but, mm-hmm. like, it Keeps gives her busy. something to do, and she's active, and, like, that helps. Keeps like, her legs moving, circulation, exercise. Yeah, because, like, I feel like that gets a lot of elderly people, so they stop doing stuff. Yeah, once you become kind of, like, stagnant. Yeah. Sunscroll! Uh-oh, kiddo found a sunken scroll. Uh, another person died. Yeah, which also two people. Had, well, well, this guy had a good run, but I think it he sh- could have lasted longer, but all things considered, and for his yeah. job, he... Maybe it makes sense. Yeah, and I mean, again, uh, Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. If you Son look at plumber. him over yeah. the past couple of years, though, he had lost, like, well over 100 pounds. Oh, has he? But he was still healthy. I, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like he was he was working at NXT, mm-hmm. like, coaching, uh, like, the weekend before. What happened, uh, apparently, is he fell at his home, mm-hmm. and they had to take him to the hospital, and then, apparently, he succumbed to multiple complications. Right. Yeah, I don't know any more details well, of that. Well, when you really like, he was 69, like, yeah. he could have broken a hip, and yeah. that can cause, like, circulation and heart issues, and mm-hmm. there's so much, like, if we fell, like, because Lauren was like, well, you know, he could have hit his head and had, like, some yeah. type of brain trauma, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and, like, succumbed to, like, a concussion or something, because you know, God knows how many concussions that poor man had. Yeah. And then, like, you factor in, like... He was from the day where you were doped up on pain pills all the time. You drank while you drove to town. So, like, his organs probably weren't in good shape. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. And he probably had diabetes. Like, Mm -hmm. as big as that man was. Mm -hmm. So. But, I mean, for dying at the age of, what, 65? 69. Oh, yeah. That's up there, yeah. yeah, He's pretty. I I thought he was only 65. 69. 65. And Flair's like 66. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I mean, because Flair got into wrestling because of Dusty. For an almost, oh Rick yeah. Flair's name he wanted to use was Ramblin' Ricky Rhodes. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> as like a homage to that. Yeah. yeah, but for I guess for an almost seventy-year-old, really overweight wrestler from back then, mm-hmm. surprising he made it that. And long. he'd always been overweight, so yeah. like it's amazing he didn't, you know, have a heart 55 attack. Have a heart attack yeah. or something because he was big, like. The, he didn't uh, skip a lot of meals. No, <laughs> like no offense to him, but like yeah. that's a big, big dude. Yeah, uh, and I mean, he, but I mean, he he stayed active. He was busy. I mean, and there's uh, like watching the reactions from the NXT people was just like heartbreaking because those are people who work with him. Mm-hmm. Dusty basically coached them in how to do promos and stuff like that. And he was one of the few legends that I feel like cared about the business after the fact. He wasn't in it just to go to cons and make yeah, money and stuff. Yeah. Like, he wanted to see it keep on going. And I know it's because he has kids in the business and stuff. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. like... I get the feeling even if he didn't have kids in the business, he'd still want to be Right, because Dusty oh, yeah. worked in WCW pretty much from the midnight... Like, once he left WWE, like, he worked through all of the Monday Night War and stuff. He was there. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't hurting for money. So mm-hmm. he was working because he liked doing it at this yeah, point. He's got yeah. the well, I mean, he worked for money. WCW, he worked for WWE, he worked for TNA as mm-hmm. well as uh, NWA. Wait, NWA? Yeah. Yeah. He did some stuff with ECW. Yeah. So, I mean... He's been all around the field. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, just, it's sad, but... uh. I mean, yeah, it's it's just, it was unexpected, you know. I mean, it, nowadays, like, Chris Lee, 93, yeah, I get it, you know. But, you're like, 69, uh, 69 still, you know. Right. Y- you don't, it, it still seems young. Yeah, because that's, like, I think 12 we, years, yeah. my dad will be 69. So I, I, I think even if he had been one year older, if he had been 70, I, it would not Yeah, when you're seem, in your yeah, 70s or your 80s, I'm like, yeah, it's about right. But, yeah, yeah 60s, I'm like, ah. Yeah. I mean, he was he was at the end of it, but yeah, I mean, amazing, uh, amazing life. I, I went and started watching the uh, the Dusty Rhodes uh, documentary on the WWE mm-hmm. Network it's before you guys one. came here, and uh, apparently they're going to be doing something after Raw yeah, on Network it's, as well. It's essentially going to be um, interviews with people mm. and like showing clips and stuff, which they should. I, I wish they would do that with pretty much any wrestler with notoriety that passes away. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. they have the resources and stuff to do it and it's nice. 
Like it's fun to get to go back and see something. Is that what they're yeah. going to do after Raw? Like yeah, on the after network? Raw, and it'll be network. on the network permanently because they like having stuff on the network that follows yeah. Raw. Oh yeah, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, it's to promote. It's a chance to promote the network. Yeah, so many. Two more people died. Um, I can't remember if we talked about the one. Um, I can't. Remember. Betsy Palmer. She. Yeah. Mrs. Yeah. Voorhees. Yeah, yeah she Betsy died. Palmer mm-hmm. died. In fact, I think we uh, we found out about it the day that the We Belong Dead Friday the Thirteenth yeah. episode came out, which was just insane. Time. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently they, there is going to be a We Belong Dead tribute to her. It's already oh. been recorded, Richie says. Awesome. But, uh, oh, that means it's my job to put it up, I guess. <laughs> it's like episode I, 10, I Yeah, because Richie sent me a bunch of episodes to put up for We Belong Dead. Yeah. And I've been uh, slacking a little bit. My apologies. But, uh, <laughs> but you have that to look forward to. Oh, definitely. Um, and then, I can't remember her name and I feel bad, but um, Mikey's mother from... The Goonies. Yeah. Should you know her name, though? Um, I... Yeah, she, she, died. she was in so much stuff. Um, she was in all the Lethal Weapon movies. Mm-hmm. She's the psychiatrist. Um, she uh, was the mom at the birthday party that Ray and Winston go to in Ghostbusters too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say, uh, let me see. I'll look. I'll look up her name because she deserves respect. But she was in like a ton of stuff. Um, and she was, I think, Sharon Stone's sister in Romance in Stone. Nice. Um, but yeah, she was, you look at her IMDb and you realize that I've seen, like, you know, dozens of these movies that she was in. Okay, so I just... Yeah, that's kind of like Christopher Lee. Mary Ellen no, Trainer. No. I feel like everybody name. has seen something with him in it. Yeah, Mary Ellen Trainer, dead at 62. I believe it was cancer. Yeah, she had been her. battling it for a while. I can't picture her face Yeah. Um, to see know if I've seen her I anywhere. Can't. I can picture, uh, what's her uh, name, Consuelo? <laughs> yeah. I can picture her face easier than Ralphie. Not Ralphie. Well, the uh, moms were, mom. well, the moms were, or the, the parents were kind of negligent. I mean, their kids uh, yeah. just kind of uh, screwed off. She was in Scrooge, Die Hard, uh, The Monster Squad, Kathleen Turner, uh, sister in Romancing the Stone. Nice. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, very it's sad. So cool. Cancer sucks, man. Yeah. Screw cancer. Hey, guys, I just got sent do you think there's anything to those conspiracy theories that there is a that there is a cure for cancer, but or like like, but uh, the FDA won't approve it for um, medical reasons and the the chemo industry? N- kind of like that rumor that pops up every so often that there is an AIDS cure, but bec- the pharmaceutical companies won't let it out because yeah. it's not something that will make money. No, <laughs> to to uh, give you a short answer. Uh, the the thing is, is that there is no miracle one shot cure for cancer because cancer is caused by different things, different factors, and stuff like that, and it shows up in different ways. So, like a cure for lung cancer wouldn't necessarily be a cure for stomach cancer, right? True, but it would be it would be in the same yeah. sort of field. I would yeah. imagine. I mean, really, it's more of like treatment than anything else. You know, uh, is and each thing kind of reacts to different things. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I would be awesome if there was a one-shot cure. It would not be awesome if the government was hiding it. Um, but frankly, if that did exist, there, I mean, they would be selling that cure and being very happy about the fact that it exists. Yeah, I think uh, we did a story on on at the news station I work at about how they said within the next fifty years, nine out of every ten people will have cancer because like the, the the rate of people getting it keeps going up throughout the years which is scary but like like people are is it just because of a difference in like reporting it like people I think that's what it is because I feel I mean, like a hundred years ago tons of people had cancer but they didn't yeah. know no that they had yeah there, there was yeah they just know like, they died of the waste it's just like anything like yeah. any statistic, violence yeah. and anything yeah. it's like there's so much reporting it's around the clock and there's smartphones and there's so many more ways to get information <laughs> out of course we think it's way worse than it's ever been mm-hmm. yeah and well that's like how it is with like autism diagnoses where there's like anti-vaccination Lunatics who are a danger and yeah, those psychotic. people are crazy. Yeah, um, but what, what their argument is, you know, like, well, look at the rates of autism that is going up. What else could be causing? Well, it? because of autism well, awareness, well, the fact that we now actually know and classify what autism is. Back then, it was just the weird kid, you know, that they yeah. might put in a home or something like that. Or and just like you know, <coughs> the we didn't really know what 
ADHD and stuff was. Yeah. So we just thought, well, that kid just can't concentrate. That kid's yeah. hyper. That's yeah. what it always was. Oh, he's just hyper. Yeah. So, but it, it's not a conspiracy that the you know the the government is doing something to our kids to all of a sudden make give yeah. them ADHD. No, it's just that it's we, in the meat. The way that we diagnose things and but that we can classify. That, I remember things. they'd be like, oh, well, that kid drinks Pepsi and he eats <laughs> too much candy, so he's just a sugar rush all the time. Yeah. Anything they could think of as opposed to being like, maybe there's something actually. Steven, you and I were just talking about Ernie Ray's Jr. being uh, in the hospital for kidney dialysis. Mm -hmm. I mean, because his kidney's dead. Yeah. Uh, Ernie Ray's Jr. being the guy who played Kino in Ninja Turtles 2. He was also in like. He was in the Donatello suit, too, right? Yeah. And he was also in like. Surf Ninjas. Surf Ninjas. And he's been in a bunch of stuff. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. He was in a he was in a movie fairly recently, I think. But um, yeah, that sucks, man. He's like he's not doing well at all. He's got a GoFundMe going on to help him with all his medical costs. Seventy five thousand dollars. Yeah, that's a shame. I mean, uh, yeah, I hope for the best for that dude because uh, yeah, he, I remember seeing him in so much stuff. Even like in cases where you couldn't see him, like the Donatello suit. You know, he he's in so many movies that I love. So. And that's somebody was uh um. I on the GoFundMe thing was like, fish. I'm not donating. That guy's a celebrity. He's got seventy five thousand. He's not that. He hasn't been a celebrity for twenty years. I'm like, I'm sure he's still rolling in that turtles too much, guys. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm sure he made so much money on an independent Golden Harvest film from ninety two. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if he made the convention racket either. Like, the he probably circuit. made like maybe thirty thousand dollars or something for that movie. Yeah. I mean, he has a, a he has a school where he teaches mm-hmm. um, the martial and he's arts. Been in, he's three and zero in Strike Force MMA. Nice. But yeah. Strike Force isn't UFC. He's not making a million a fight or anything. Yeah, uh, I asked Stephen this question, Aaron. I wanted mm-hmm. to get your answer. Uh, would you give Ernie Ray's Jr. a kidney? Like, he needs a kidney transplant. Would you give him a kidney? I mean, would I be the only potential match? Well, no. If you, if you put out a, a tweet saying if anybody. If anybody would give me a kidney, if for instance, if you were a potential match, would you give me one of your kidneys? I mean, if it was a case where Ernie Reese Jr. was going to die without my kidney, mm-hmm. I mean, I'd consider it. If I was like somehow like the only possible match for him, but no one else seems to be stepping up, <laughs> or very few people. I, have I, I just see that seems to be like a. a even as a hypothetical question, that just seems to be such a long shot that <laughs> I'd get a tweet suddenly from Ernie Reese Jr. It's like, hey, bro, I know that you don't know. we've never talked in person. You may have seen my movies, yeah. but I could really use a kidney right now. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I can't get over that. <laughs> how, do you get a, how do you get matched That's to a kidney, I guess? Uh, like, if you needed a kidney, would I have to go to the doctor and say, am I a match? And they run the test? It's your blood type. Yeah, it, well, it's blood type, but I think it, it also, there's other factors. I'm not right. 100% sure, but yeah, it's, I, so I think it, yeah. That's the thing, like, your mom and dad, chances are, they're not even a match for your yeah. kidneys. Yeah. Is there uh, any celebrity that you would donate a kidney for? Because hmm. Steven said no, he can't think of anybody. That's I what I mean, it's like, I love... You know, I have fond memories and stuff, but, like, no celebrity has, like... Changed in, your life? Or impacted me so much so that I would, like, be like, oh, I'll take it. Like, yeah, I would do it for my kid or my wife or yeah. friend, like, certain friends and family and stuff, but, like... I mean, there's I, even family members I wouldn't do it for. I mean, I'll, I'll be... I mean, just because we're family doesn't mean... Yeah. You're like at the top of my I care about you list. I'll be frankly honest. I'm not in the best shape. I don't think they'd want my kidney in the first place. I can't think of a celebrity uh, or person like that that I would want to give a kidney to. Because Ben even brought up, he's like, what about Robert Englund? He was Freddy Krueger. I'm like, yeah, but think about it. He wasn't the first choice for Freddy. And had he not played Freddy Krueger and some other dude had been playing him for all these years, we wouldn't know any different. So it's not like... It's like, oh yeah, that dude from V needs a kidney. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd give it to him. He, he'd obviously need it because he's <laughs> only on V. Yeah. <laughs> if only there had been some other opportunity. I would uh, love to know, like, someone like Robert England, how much he's worth because mm. he keeps 
acting in terrible movies. But I know, mm-hmm. like, a lot of times to keep your SAG card, you have to be in movies, and that's how they yeah, get insurance how you, and stuff. Yeah, that's how you keep so, your like, insurance and stuff. It's not so much that he's doing it for the money. That's why he's in these movies that yeah. are made probably, for yeah. nothing. He's okay on the cash. It's probably just insurance and stuff like that. Or he, maybe he just doesn't, he's you know, bored. He, he wants to work. I mean, yeah, he's you know? an artist. He wants <laughs> to keep... I'm sure he makes most of his money from the conventions. Because yeah. uh, when we saw him at a, in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, man, he had a three-hour line, mm. and he was charging minimum one autograph was forty-five dollars. And can I? I want to come to that because I listened to Tell Him Steve Dave. Yeah. People are paying like forty bucks for Mean Chen's autograph. Oh, wow, Jesus Christ! I wouldn't pay. Forty dollars to hang out with Ming Chen for a week. <laughs> yeah, there's few few things I'll spend forty dollars on. Yeah, like okay, I get you're on Comic Book Man, whatever, and you do you're on a horrible podcast, like an unlistenable podcast. And you're Ming Chen. Yeah, like you're not that level of a celebrity where you should be charging forty bucks. And I get like, oh well, that's how they make their money, blah blah blah. But like, dude, really, forty dollars should be for like. Top of the line, like yeah. legitimate people, like Ming Chen upper should be B, like upper B plus. Ming Chen should be like ten bucks. <laughs> I, I I just I, I find it weird that people charge for autographs. I mean, I understand. You I mean, know, if it's, it's selling, a money maker. If it's on an eight by ten that you're getting from them, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's cool. the only if, way if they're providing the photos and stuff like that. Right. And I get it. I I just I don't know. I've never been of the mindset where like I, I, I'm that like I care about autographs or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather just be like, hey, like when I went to the horrorcon with Ben and Amber. Mm-hmm. They met Brad Dourif, and I talked to Brad Dourif, but I didn't get an autograph yeah. or anything, and that was cooler to me than having like a. Charles Lee Ray, <laughs> eight by ten on my wall that says uh, "Want to play Brad Dourif or something?" Yeah, <laughs> like you did meet Angus Scrim though. I did meet Angus, but he, we had like a conversation that was cool. So with, but and you got an autograph, right? Yeah. So he didn't. I think he charged me ten bucks because it was on my Phantasm DVD. Oh, oh nice! nice. Yeah. And then he talked to me for like ten minutes. He like See, made me come behind his table and sit beside him, and we talked. See, that's really cool. That's the kind of thing. It's like if I if I went to a con, like getting to have a conversation with the celebrity is way important, more important. Now I can understand like some people being like, "Oh, well, this is like my souvenir of this conversation." Right. I had. But like the people like who buy autographs of people they never met on eBay. Yeah. I don't get that personally. You know. It's, I mean, I did that for Lauren. They, I got her at the con. It had a certificate of authenticity and a picture of the person meeting him and stuff. I got mm-hmm. Lauren Robert Pattinson's autograph because she likes him a lot. And we're never yeah. going to meet him. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. do the con tour. He so, might in 20 years. He might, but like, you Then know, it's going to be sad. <laughs> and she probably won't give a crap about him in 20 years. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it doesn't mean as much when you just get, like, the autograph. Yeah. Like, if you went on eBay and bought Brad Dourif's autograph on something, right. you're like, like if Richie, shit. when Richie goes to that con, if somebody from Scream was there and he brought it back, it'd be cool because it's a gift from Richie. Yeah. But it was. Like, I, I love that Ben brought me back the autograph of the dude who uh, was the Cobra Kai mm-hmm. <laughs> gym leader. That was cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just, I, I, w- I can't, I don't get, like, the people who just collect autographs, like, no. that there's no connection to. I love that that's a gift, but, you know. Like, no. Yeah. Like, Richie has a billion, but he's met everybody. And mm-hmm. Richie, like, has, like, deep memories and feelings connected to, like, just random He has actors. a story for each yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. It's so great. It's almost like a tattoo. Like, Richie's like, oh, yeah, he was in this movie, and I can remember I saw it when I was 11, and my mom and dad were out of town. And, and when I met him, he was drunk and called me <laughs> this. And yeah. Then- so-and-so, yeah. And then Udo Kier tried to make out with Walt. That did happen. <laughs> Didn't try. Did. <laughs> oh, Walt. Uh, See, you could have here? stopped us. Huh? Uh, and who isn't here? Yeah, who's in here? See, the, you, Someone had to go out of town today, I guess. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Someone Ooh, doesn't who, care about the podcast. Someone doesn't care about the podcast, and so we're going to tell stories about him making out with Italian actors. It's okay, Do you have, like, a anyway. top... And that um, Like, a top two or three people you'd like to meet? Uh-huh. Like, necess- like to just have a conversation. Yeah, like not necessarily like hmm. at, if they're at a con. Like, yeah. I don't care. I just well, a Lauren won't let me put up like a Skeet Ulrich autograph in our living room, but I don't want that up anyway. But, like, <laughs> I would rather just be like, no, I met him and he was cool. Kind of like how I've met just like random wrestlers and stuff. Mm. I don't know, man. I mean, I'd like to meet Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, I- I'd love to meet. 
liked Stan, uh, Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. I would like to meet Daniel Bryan. Yes! 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 <laughs> of course you would. Uh, but again, like, I don't know what I would say to him. I don't know what I would say to any celebrity. That's why when I met Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters, I locked up. I was like, hey, I like Ghostbusters. And I handed him my DVD and he signed it and I was like, cool, thanks. And I walked away. Or when I met Disco Inferno and said, said this is what exactly what I said to him. I said, hey, Disco, can you sign this? And handed him a pure Disco CD. <laughs> That's awesome. I just And he gave me like a death stare I'm like, dude, it's not my fault you had a Disco again. <laughs> it worked for him for a while. Dude, he was... Bi- he was... I mean, he was TV champion for, like, how long? And I, when I think of Nitro, I do inevitably mm-hmm. think of Disco Inferno. So yeah, I, I remember. It wasn't a knock. Like, I watched a ton of Disco Inferno. He was That like, gimmick was over, dude. It's yeah. something to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a jobber. Right. Yeah. But it was he still... He was in the wolf pack. He was a lower mid- mid-card. Yeah, he wasn't a I mean, jobber. he didn't... He, he, was, he was a TV champion for a while. Mm. But he's... Yeah. <laughs> it was a terrible gimmick, but... He, your Disco Inferno. He owned mm-hmm. that gimmick. Like, he loved it. It is it's for in wrestling families. It is a household Sadly, name. Sadly, Macho yeah. Man died. Yeah, that was yeah, really sad. Macho Man died. Macho Man was so awesome. Mm-hmm. He I'm was not. like the champion of all. <laughs> the champion of all. Um. Dun, dun. It's whole. Yeah, like game. I think like the there's a small handful of wrestlers that I'd love to meet. Like I would mm-hmm. love to meet Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. Oh I'd yeah. I'd love to meet Hulk Hogan. Um, I'd love to meet Sting. Yeah. I'd really like to meet DDP. Not because I'm a huge... I wasn't the biggest fan of him, but mm-hmm. he just seems like a really good guy that he, I could engage with. Yeah. Um, Jericho, too. Yeah. Like, I feel like I could talk to him about, like, music and stuff. Yeah. And, um, I would love to meet Raven. Mm-hmm. I've always loved that character. Yeah. He's probably the most likely person that you could meet, yeah. Raven. Because mm-hmm. I think he does conventions. Right. Yeah. So... I, I would love to meet DDP because I, I was always a WWE F guy, mm-hmm. but DDP was Batman for me. Because yeah, I'm like like how I love Marvel, but DC has Batman. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like okay. I love WWF, but WCW had DDP. Yeah, and I was like, oh, DDP. I met him at a Cracker Barrel. Do you like Pokemon? Really? Yeah, what did he before a WCW house show, and he's like, so am I your favorite wrestler? I was like, no, I like the NWO. Uh, <laughs> I just remember he smelled like cabbage. Well, or he was eating cabbage, but I just associate him with smelling like cabbage. <laughs> like every day, every time you watch a DDP like match, he just starts imagining <laughs> phantom cabbage. Like he uses cabbage cologne. <laughs> I don't want to meet Jake the Snake. I'm yeah, really, I like Jake the Snake. I like the story of Jake the Snake. Uh, I don't want to talk to him. He looks yeah. like he smells like cabbage. <laughs> but I just, I would, why things. are we talking about cabbage? Because that's what. He smelled like like when I met him. Wait, you met him? Yeah, I met him when I was really little. When I was like 11. Anybody you would like to meet, Aaron? Oh, God. Besides that Steven just said he was 11 when DDP was popular just made me feel really old. I mean, Um, that would have been like 97 or so when I met him. Oh, I'm trying to think of like who... I'd love to meet Stone Cold. Um, I, I... but would like to meet the Rock. Mick Foley. Those are probably. I've like met my, Mick. He's cool. Yeah, those are probably okay. my holy trilogy. Just because those were the guys that I was. He's like one most of the into. nicest right human beings I've ever met. Yeah, like not even like I didn't feel any like I don't get starstruck a whole whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, just it doesn't. I don't know. That's not a part yeah. of like my psyche. Just because to me, people are people. Yeah. Um, but like. He was just so easy to talk to. He seems like... I, I love listening to the interviews and stuff like that. I, I need to see those, like, uh, spoken word... Yeah, and that's what I uh, saw him at. He yeah. was wearing, like, windsuit pants and a Winnie the Pooh sweatshirt. <laughs> awesome. So it was just like, whatever. It's that Undertaker bust that came with that Hell on a Cell Yeah, we were cleaning out the garage today, and we found... Uh, uh, Kiddo found that in one of the boxes. So that's and his I... Now. He let me have it. Yep. Uh-oh. Very nice. Um, so we were watching Undertaker matches earlier today. I, th- I remember uh, last WrestleMania, M- Mick Foley was having a-, a contest where you had to pay like ten bucks for one raffle ticket, mm-hmm. but like the winning thing yes. got so much stuff. I've entered that the past two years. Yeah, because you won like a all expenses paid trip to Mania and nice. WrestleMania access, hotel, food, drinks, oh, man. several concerts, several NXT shows, mm-hmm. uh, several non WWF related shows in the area the that Raw week. after Mania, Raw Jeez. after Mania. 
Um, you got to dinner have- with McFoley and his wife. And the divas. And you got to go to a cookout at Kevin Nash's house. <laughs> I'm like, that's what I want. I want to go that's to the Kevin crazy. Nash's house. Also a very cool person if you ever meet him. Nash. Oh, yeah, you met him at a... I, I would like place. to meet Nash. Nash. I would like to cool. meet Nash. I just remember him making fun of my brother-in-law's shirt because it was a WCW NWO Revenge. <laughs> and it was like Goldberg, Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, and, and Raven. Raven. He was like, how the hell did Raven get on this shirt? <laughs> I remember that, that he was like the He's odd like, man out in the box. It's just yeah. like, Raven? It was like, he was the only other guy that showed up for the photo shoot or something. <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, where was Macho or Sting? That was Hall could have been on there. That was like yeah. the height of Sting popularity. Okay. The first WrestleMania I saw was WrestleMania 30 in mm-hmm. The Rock. <laughs> yeah. For The Rock did what? Uh, he the first WrestleMania we watched with him was was uh, WrestleMania 30, so that's where he got introduced to like The Rock, Stone Cold, and Hulk Hogan, kind of in one fell swoop. I'm happy I've seen The Rock in person. I've seen mm-hmm. Austin in person. I've seen Hogan in. Per- the only big, well, let me think about it. I think the only big name that I haven't seen in person, big names, I'll say, mm-hmm. are Goldberg and um. Bret Hart. Like from that era? Yeah. No. Oh. Hmm. Bret Hart is cool. Was I mean, that when yeah. Bret Hart was, I guess, not... Well... I saw... He didn't have a very long run in WCW. No, no. and I... That was... I didn't hmm. see... That was like a two-year run. Sammy. Or if that... I didn't see WCW when he was with the company. And I didn't see WWE until he had left the company. Mm. Ah. Okay. Because the first, like, legitimate wrestling I went to was a WCW house show. And it was, like, two or three months after The Giant debuted. (laughs) So this was, like, mid to late 1995. Were there stars there, or was it just kind of like... Oh, the main event was Sting versus Flair for the WCW title. Oh, cool. Yeah, I got to, uh, I went to several WCW house shows, and I remember... But it was a lot of, like, hard work Bobby Walker versus Craig (laughs) the Pitbull Pitman, and, like... yeah. Booker T and Stevie Ray versus the Blue Bloods and stuff like that. But, I mean, it's still cool. I didn't care. I was, you know, 10, 11 years old, so... Yeah. I remember... Any wrestling uh, was awesome. I remember getting to see Goldberg, Jackhammer the Giant before it happened on TV. Nice. Yeah, because apparently on the house shows, like, leading up to that, they, while they were building that feud... They like, and he every Yeah, every, every house show, he would Jackhammer the Giant, like, at the end. And uh, it wasn't, in, yeah, it was like a month later that it happened on pay-per-view or it's whatever. Like, it's some cool. of the Raws I went to, I've seen like dark matches before stars get caught up. Like I saw Carlito's dark match before he ever got called up. Oh, nice. And I saw Eminem, Morrison, and Mercury before nice. they ever got called up. Awesome. Um, that's the cool thing about going to house shows yeah. and stuff. I like house shows because they can do whatever they want. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's, there isn't as much... Talking in video segments because it's a house show. And they don't have the big screen and stuff, so it's just wrestling yep. and interaction. Yeah, the storylines are vaguely whatever is going on, but anything that happens is essentially non canon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's. Hey. I, I think the main event when we were there, when I went to that one house show, was Ziggler versus Cena, and they just wrestled. And then I saw that pretty much the exact same match on Raw. Like, yeah. But, yeah. yeah it, it was just fun. Because you didn't have to worry about storylines. Mm-hmm. I like and house no one shows. brings signs. <laughs> yeah, I love house shows. It's just fun. But then you also know that there will never be a title change if you're they, at a if you're at a house show. No, they change tag titles and stuff sometimes. Well, I think though they I saw that they changed tag titles from a from a the the two the two the Mexican tag team that came out with Rosa Mendes. Oh yeah 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 whatever the Camacho and. No. Yeah, but like they they dropped the titles at a house show one time, but that was because they were getting like released or, or they were getting suspended for. Well, Kevin Nash beat Bob Backlund for the WWF title at a house show in New York. Like that's <laughs> how he got his first title. Jeez. Yeah, uh-huh. they like showed the footage because it was in MSG, so they showed the footage on Raw that Monday because they were like, Kevin Nash <laughs> is the champion. Like, what? Well, does that mean Bob Backlund did something bad and they needed to get rid of him? Real no, quick? they just wanted like they took those Madison Square Garden shows. Yeah, yeah, seriously. They're uh, doing a uh, live from Tokyo show on the network July fourth. Wow! Yeah, I think it's it's probably going to end up being like in the morning. That's Brock's going to be there. Yeah, uh, Brock's going to be there. Jericho's going to be there, uh, and uh, Kevin Owens is going to fight Finn Balor for the NXT cha- uh, championship. Nice. I love Jericho, but I don't need to see him my wrestle favorite ever character again. in, in NXT. Funny. I have two. Mm-hmm. It's that Sami Zayn. 
Mm-hmm. It's Sam Bowden. Ah. Those are your two favorites? Sammy Zayn got called up to Raw now, though, right? Uh, he got called up to rehab. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, him he and, had to have surgery on his shoulder. Him and Finn so. Balor are, like, contracted for NXT through October, November, so they can't get called up before. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. They yeah. can't, really. I mean, they're talking about bringing in AJ Styles and a bunch of, like, TNA guys now because mm. of... They're just running out of talent because everybody's getting called up because yeah. they're bringing in really great guys. Yeah, but unfortunately, <laughs> they're bringing them into Raw and SmackDown where they already have guys yeah. that aren't going anywhere. Well, the thing is, you're going to see there's going to be a roster purge around the end of summer, and they're going to get rid of a bunch of guys like... Adam Rose? <laughs> no, he's getting a gimmick change. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, he, he kind of needs one. <laughs> um, they're getting rid of a bunch... They're going to get rid of, like, the Zack Ryders and, yeah. like, the... Los Matadores and stuff of the world that like, I mean, Sorry, they're Jack talented Swagger. guys, but yeah, like, I mean, at this point, they're not drawing. There's n- there hasn't been anything for them in months. Yeah, there's I mean, nothing for them for the foreseeable future. Yeah, they're basically the only time you see them is superstars or main event, or if Randy Orton wants to. And why keep paying those guys if you can bring up a Samoa Joe mm-hmm. and stuff? Who can who's going to sell? Yeah, at least for some time. Uh, did you notice that uh, they don't call them pay-per-views anymore? Yeah, yeah specials. They call them special <laughs> yeah. or events special or something events. like that. Yeah. Which makes sense because there is no more pay-per-view wrestling for WWE, at least. In this in the United States. Yeah. yeah. Well, is the network is still not available overseas? It, it is it, in some It's countries. in, like, UK. It is in Canada, but it's, like, weird there. But they're still making money on pay-per-view overseas. Yeah. Wait, the the, the network is, is in Canada now? Mm-hmm. Uh, it is... Like, kind of. In some parts of Canada, it's just like we have it. And yeah. then in others, it's like an actual satellite subscription channel. Yeah, so yeah. you're just getting whatever the live feed is at the time. It, it's um, a weird, like, rights thing up there, like, where certain cable companies have, like, the, the rights, so they can't get the full streaming network. I read it's somewhere obnoxious. In, I read somewhere that in, for something to air on Canadian TV, it has to have, like, m- the majority of programming that airs on Canadian TV has to ha- be shot in Canada or shot with a 90% Canadian crew. Hmm. It has to have Canadian... It has to have so much Canadian content per day. Yeah. And then so, like, that leaves, like, four or five hours of it's American or any other content that isn't Canadian-based. I mean, it's based. essentially making sure you can keep Canadians employed, yeah. which is smart. Like, I like that they do that. Otherwise, they would just be getting all of our shows from <clears throat> It's America. kind of like... Yeah. I told... I, I've noticed the trend, like... Of British actors playing Americans now, like, mm. and pretty much if I see a role up, like Spider Man or anything, <laughs> you can almost guarantee it's going to be a Brit playing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was, I'm always shocked when an American. Well, Superman is a Brit. Mm-hmm. Um, Rick from uh, The Walking Dead is a Brit. I thought he was Australian. Is mm-hmm. he? I think he's a Brit. Oh, he's a Brit. He's yeah. Brit. Uh, Daredevil's Australian. Yeah, Charlie Cox. The guy from um, from Sons of Anarchy who was in Pacific Rim. Yeah, is, uh, he's British. Yeah, if you ever watched Undeclared, Ron Perlman. No, the uh, the Jack. Jack. Oh, okay. the, the main the main pilot. <laughs> if you ever watched Undeclared, it was like the sequel kind of to. I um, I watched some of it. Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, uh, he's in that as okay. a as a teen, and he uses his accent. Hmm. Okay. Um, Did you see? Uh, oh, that Ron Perlman is trying to start a Twitter movement for Hellboy Three. I would be totally down. Yeah, I'm 100% um, for another Hellboy. Yeah, I would love it. I, I, I think Hellboy is a franchise that should keep going as long as it can. I, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know if this will happen. Hellboy, it's I It's not going to happen. Yeah. I think, you know, Showtime or HBO or a- AMC or somebody should look to doing that as a... A series would be really cool. Yeah. Too um, expensive, though, wouldn't it be? Well, I mean... That's what's at HBO <coughs> or something. Or Showtime or Star. Yeah, or, yeah. It, it, or Netflix. <sighs> Yeah, like a series of Netflix uh, mini series. Yeah, like even like, it, like maybe like hour. Yeah, just like kind of do it like Sherlock, where you've got like three hour and a half mm-hmm. kind of episodes a series or something. And like you just that. shoot them all at the same time. But for how they set up Hellboy one and two, mm-hmm. don't you think that the, the third movie would be the big climax of the Hellboy trilogy? There would probably be a, be a lot of money for effects. I mean, yeah, that's what you would want. Um, but I, I, I could really get into, like, a series that just showed, like, Hellboy and the uh, Bureau for uh, Paranormal Research, Research and Defense. defense. Um, if they, basically, the team went and they had, like, a different, you know, kind of 
uh, folk, uh, you know, folk monster to fight or of something every episode. So do it kind of like supernatural. Here's a or Sasquatch something. episode or yeah. vampires and yeah, just yeah, supernatural but mm-hmm. with Hellboy. Yeah, have him like fighting like Japanese like uh, spirits or like oni or something like that one episode, and then have him like fight changelings in another. You know, in Ireland. Which is what the comic book was. Yeah, which, that would be awesome. I, I mean, think. the comic book didn't necessarily have that much overarching storyline. Yeah. It was kind of like five issues, and then that story's done, and yeah. move on to the next one. There wasn't so much a... It was a lot of one-shots for one miniseries. It, yeah, there, there was... It's a lot of one-shots of miniseries. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, uh, we got... Uh, the Punisher has been cast for mm-hmm. season two of Daredevil. It's like Shane from Walking Dead, right? Yeah, yeah. John uh, Bernthal. Has he been in anything else besides Walking Dead? Yeah, he's been in... Um, he was in Wolf of Wall Street. Does he hmm. is it, Does he have the Shane accent? Mm, he's got like a Guido accent. Oh, okay. I'm just wondering, like... I can only picture him sounding like Shane from Walking Dead in my <laughs> head. I'm trying to not picture that as the Punisher, but he looks the part. Right. He looks like he just could be the Punisher. your hair back and... Go on a trench coat and scowl at people. Yeah, <laughs> which that the would be big, cool. The big question I've heard is, will the skull be on his chest? Mm-hmm. Probably, right? What, what I would. would why not? You know, just have him like wear a flak jacket with like you know the like basically a, a stencil of the skull mm-hmm. put on there. Yeah, but it probably won't I mean, be the simplest costume you could do. I was upset that it's not Tom Jane because yeah. I think he's yeah. a great Punisher. Yeah, I th- but I think this dude, he's got the look. I, I yeah, can totally I'm see him as Frank Castle. I, can I totally also liked him. Ray Stevenson or whatever his name was. I thought he was. Oh, Ray Stevenson yeah, was Wars good as the Punisher. He was a really good yeah. Punisher. And it's I liked just a terrible they, movie. I didn't think it was horrible. Like, it had its moments. Yeah. Uh, it's just forgettable, I think, is the main. Yeah. Um, but I did like that it had Wayne Knight Newman from Seinfeld. It's like... <laughs> Punish the guy that Punisher works with that yeah. like sets up his weapons, kind of uh, like his whistler. Yeah, yeah uh, I forgot that guy's name in the oh, comics. What is uh, his name? Uh, oh fuck, Cy- Cyber or something like that. I don't remember, but uh, he is in the comics. He is that guy. Yeah, crap, I can't remember his name. Um, yeah, uh, I, I I'm looking forward to it. I, I think it's it's good casting. Uh, I'm totally down. I hope that they. Uh, End up doing more uh, cameos from other characters in the Marvel universe that may not get like their own show, mm-hmm. but you can introduce them in this way. Um, there's also been rumors that they might even consider introducing uh, Stephen Strange earlier, like in the Defenders miniseries or That's something awesome. like that, before the movie comes out. But that would make know. a lot of sense, as they should. Yeah, because I love Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. but. You've really got to be into comics to know that character. Well, the same thing with Thor. I, I never to an extent. I mean, right? Yeah. I never knew anyone who actually would read Doctor Strange. Everyone knew who Doctor Strange was because he'd always be there for like any time there was some kind of like big mystical thing. Anytime there he'd was show a big up event. and help the Avengers, you know. Yeah, I never read a single Doctor Strange yeah. issue. I just got excited when he would show up to do something with Doctor Doom or. The, or Reed, Reed Richards need to talk to him or something but yeah I've never read a single Doctor Strange comic yeah uh, on uh, Marvel Unlimited there's a um, uh, like a series Doctor Strange The Oath mm-hmm. where uh, Doctor Strange and Night Nurse team up uh, in order to save Wong from some kind of like curse or something like that it's it's actually pretty cool it's a, it's a cool uh, like, six really part miniseries I wish Netflix to do it, they won't. I can't think of the name of the team, but it's like it's Morbius, Werewolf by oh, Night. Oh, I know what you're talking like about. Like the Night Stalkers or something yeah, like that. Yeah, the thing that's uh I think it's just like the Marvel horror team. Yeah. Yeah, and they have a name. Like the thing the rip off of Creature from the Black Lagoon Man and thing? the Mummy. Not Man Thing. There's like a Marvel character that's like a legitimate rip off of Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Whose name you if you paid me, I couldn't tell. Yeah, you. it's like who was a character who showed up like in uh, like a 1960s horror comic yeah. twice or something like that. And those are some of my favorite characters, <laughs> the the lesser known characters mm-hmm. that nobody cares about, like Machine Man, like Machine Man, <laughs> yeah, and like Satana, yeah, she's cool, yeah, or uh, Sh- like the old co- like that. I think you read the the Shanna the She Devil, remember? Uh, yeah, yeah, paperback, yeah. Where it was all just her fighting Nazi dinosaurs and yeah. stuff like that. It's for something that, that's an obscure old comic, and they yeah. brought it back. I was like, that's cool. I'm yeah, really, she got married to Kazar, right? Yeah. I'm really hopeful that they'll do 
now that they're doing Punisher, they're they're going to do a Punisher series. I mm-hmm. think that's why they're introducing him. Mm-hmm. You can't just sit on that character. <laughs> I mean, they've done movies and stuff, so clearly Marvel knows there's money to be made with Punisher. Like a Punisher Netflix series? Yes, you think of? that's what's going to happen. Well, it depends on how well he's received on the show. That's true. I mean, I don't think that's going to be an issue. You don't sign him who is... No, well known because mm-hmm. of the walking. You would sign just some random guy if you weren't planning to do more with it. I yeah, and, and I mean they're announcing this well in advance too. So I'm mm-hmm. curious is it, is he going to be showing up for like maybe just one arc in like, the story? Yeah. Is he going to be there? Is he going to be key to the whole story? Right, and I think uh, I'm really hopeful they're going to do Blade. I think Blade would work yeah. so well on Netflix because you can get away with whatever mm. pretty much. I mean, we saw what they got away with on Daredevil. Oh my god. Right. <laughs> so, and I think that I don't need Blade movies, but I would love a Blade show. Yeah. As long as it's not the TNT one. Right. <laughs> the Rise of Chip Tong, or what was it called? Something like that. Yeah. I don't uh, need that at all. That was terrible. Well, they've got Ghost Rider back too, right? Mm hmm. That would be that would be kind of cool if uh, if they could do that into some sort of a Netflix show. Yeah, I mean, effects wise, that's going to be more money than Daredevil would be. And you're yeah. going to have to. Uh, that's going to be a harder sell, I think. Than yeah, but Punisher I mean, well, or I, I, it, it, I think it lends itself to a series. Really I do well. too. You have Johnny Blaze basically going from town to town doing the supernatural stuff, basically as like a demon hunter and stuff like right. that. He like actually like goes into Ghost Rider mode, like maybe for like five ten minutes at the end of every episode. Uh, you know, so the minimize the effects budget that way, just but, like in the movie. I mean, how yeah. he was very, not, he was very not often Ghost Rider. Yeah, most of the yeah. time he's just Nicolas Cage running around, yeah, eating jelly beans. Yes, <laughs> I wanted, I wanted the second one to be good. The trailer, I didn't watch it. I, I, you, you told me that wasn't worth it. Really, the trailer for the second one did what the trailer for the first one did, mm. and the trailer for the first movie made it look like all right. And that's my Rider. that's my big fear with Fantastic Four because that trailer's yeah. really making me think it's going to be good. But yeah, I heard somewhere that they changed the powers slightly for them, right. like how uh, Reed doesn't actually stretch; he he bends the the space around his body to make his so like it lo- makes him look elongated to everybody else, right? Yeah. And, uh, and Johnny or something requires a spark to. Mm-hmm. I read something about that, and I'm like, I don't know if that's necessarily true, but. Just make him stretchy. Just make him stretchy. Yeah. I mean, I guess he is. Yeah. still I, stretchy, I, but I guess they're... stretchy. I think they're just worried that that's going to look silly to audiences. Yeah. I mean, I that's what's know. happening. I mean, he right. stretches. If, if that's what's happening, I mean, ultimately, even if they give it, like, a, a silly, like, pseudo-scientific sounding explanation for what he's doing, if it's still, in effect, him stretching, whatever. Yeah. You know, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just... I don't. I don't even think I saw him stretch in the trailer. At least you see him stretch. You once. see him stretch, and then like his arm gets longer than you'd expect. But it was such a quick shot that you can't really yeah, tell. Showing, you have to go back, and you're like, oh. they're not showing a ton. Yeah, which I think is smart. Yeah, yeah. I, I want it to be good. I really want it to be good. I want it to be bad. <laughs> as much as I love Fantastic so you, Four, so they'll default basically. Yeah, yeah, because I'm in a bad place right now, man, with the fact that I can't read Fantastic Four anymore. Because mm-hmm. it's canceled, I can't buy any Fantastic Four stuff. Yeah, because they'll make it. Marvel anymore. won't do it because they're being dicks. Yep. So until Fox sells the rights back to Di- to Disney and Marvel, I can't it's do anything with Fantastic Disney Four. Disney could buy it if they really wanted. Yeah. Well, it's. I think Fox wants to hang on to it. They, it sounded like they were talking about the idea of doing a shared universe with Fantastic Four and X Men. Um, I don't know if they've flopped on that again. It, it's. I don't know if they're gonna. We'll have to see how this is. They may or may not decide to continue the franchise. So it's true. I mean, and it, it also requires. And the Disney's also screwing over the X Men in that same way. Mm-hmm. But I, I've given up on hopes that Fox will ever give that back. Yeah. Because no matter what, those movies are going to make money mm-hmm. until they have several yeah, X Men threes going, happen again. They the past few have been good. The that's past couple. Yeah, it's great, yeah. but that's a problem. Ever since they rebooted with uh, First Class, I've been. Here's the thing, though. I don't board. know that. Yeah, it'd be cool if Marvel had him because Wolverine could show up or whatever. But mm-hmm. at the same time, my God, Marvel's going to get to the point where there's too much on screen. Yeah. And you're going to see certain characters in movies <clears throat> for 13 seconds. If, if no, yeah, I mean, Avengers, uh, <laughs> the, the the Infinity Saga is going to be ridiculous. Yeah, that's like, the, you got to imagine the Guardians are going to be in there too. 
And yeah. if you just have a core Avengers team and then the Guardians, that's ten people. The yeah. only way, in my mind, of course, I and have the no, defenders, I, hopefully. no idea what it's going to be like. If they do it like Return of the Jedi, where there's like they're doing multiple phases mm. to take down this threat. Yeah. And my show, favorite like, um, movie is Guardians of the Galaxy so far. Guardians of the Galaxy? If it's pretty great. cutting between like these different missions. That'll work. Mm-hmm. But if it's just one big battle and like, oh, I think that's Ant-Man or Giant-Man <laughs> over there. Everyone gets eight seconds of speed. Yeah, and, and then some people are just in the background out of focus fighting. Like, mm-hmm. oh, Rocket Raccoon just shot that thing in the face, I think. Mm-hmm. Or that could have just been a little short, hairy guy that shots. I don't know. Yeah, well, I think there's going to be probably, like, one main team, like, taking on Thanos, and then there's, like you said, there's probably going to be support other teams, teams of something like, doing, doing something other, in space. Yeah. yeah, other things, and, yeah. like, working on some part of the plan to depower Thanos or something like that. I, I, if I had to give anything, I'd give the Fantastic Four back to Disney before the X-Men. <laughs> me too. If um, I was Fox, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just saying if, like, if it were up to me, like, what I could do without, like, any having any argument or whatever, you do this. Give the Fantastic Four back because I, the Fantastic Four is more like classic Marvel, and it's kind of a bummer that they're not part of the Marvel Cinematic and I mean, Universe. All X Men, okay. they're kind of hitting all the big stories. Yeah. Well, no, I'm, the reason I want X Men back is because the, the comic is being yeah. affected. Yeah, aren't they? But they're doing the X Men '94, '92, aren't they? Uh, what's happening after Secret Wars and all that, though? I don't. From know. what I understand, what I what I read in a thing is that the X Men aren't going to be part of the universe. Hmm. They're going to be in a separate pocket universe, which uh, is probably the, the amount of titles is probably going to get cut, which it kind of needs. Kind of needs to. But anymore. at the same time, what if we're only getting one X Men book of them? Here, doing random old stuff mm-hmm. and then nothing really new here's, happening. And here's I can't the thing, have... though. You're getting upset and worked up over this. They reboot and change their mind yeah. all the time. Yeah. So you're... it's Yeah, it stinks that they're doing this now, but I don't think it's a permanent... Do please stop panting into the mic. I don't... Think, <laughs> I definitely don't think it's a permanent issue that you're going to have. I agree. I mean, I, I think that eventually it's... You know, they'll bring them back at some point. But it, it, right now, it's really frustrating, and it, it's one thing to like kind of phase out Fantastic Four and X Men, but it's another thing when you're taking like T-shirts or like reprints of old posters and erasing them from the artwork, and then putting in like characters it's that those, are part of your but new Netflix shooting series. Shooting yourself in the foot—it's like it's, you I, can still make the merchandise, yeah. let them have the movie rights, but sell T-shirts and yeah, and that's it, all. That's it, all Disney. I imagine. If I want a shirt that has you know the friggin' cover to Secret Wars 2 on it, then keep the original damn art. You right. know, don't change it so you can put Daredevil and Luke Cage in there. I, I Remember mean, that, that poster I used to have that had all the Marvel characters on it? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah the, the new one doesn't have any X-Men or Fantastic Four on it. Any X-Men or Fantastic We've Four We've replaced them with uh. Cloak and Dagger. And here's Moon Knight. <laughs> they have. Because those people are in the front. Yeah. And even Galactus isn't on the poster anymore. Oh, jeez. So, like, you know, they've replaced Galactus and the Sentinels in the mm-hmm. back with, you know, like... Yeah, the there goes my hopes of getting an Alpha Flight. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, that's what's affecting me, because I'm so driven by merchandise collecting right. and reading comics that, like, yes, I, if I don't have another Fantastic Four movie that's good, I don't care. Mm. But I liked reading the comics. I liked being able to be yeah, like, oh, that's fuck, the new Fanta- Marvel's never coming out. I mean, they've done the movies, but I feel like Fantastic Four, they never do a ton with them. Like, they tried a couple of animated series. Yeah. And, like, they'll show up in, like, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance game as, like, secondary characters. And, Mm -hmm. like, occasionally, like, Human Torch or Thing would show up in a Spider-Man cartoon or something. But, like, Marvel has never done, like, tons of... Yeah, it, it's... missed out on marketing them a lot. I agree. I think there, there's a lot of... There's some great Fantastic Four storylines. And I feel like yeah. that's not always been indifferent to them, because they've never felt important. And I, I don't I don't know if it's because it's such a... It's, it is a team limited to four, so I don't know if it, maybe that's the problem. You know, you've right. got your four basic people that doesn't really change. You know, maybe She-Hulk shows up and hangs out with them for a while. But, um... Yeah, and with the Avengers, you can have a cast of, like, you know, 20, you know, so characters or whatever. And then swap them out and yeah. accept issue, you have these six, and yeah. 
in this issue, you have another five people or something. And or the the same thing with the X Men and stuff like that. Fantastic Four is the four of the name, and know? they've sw- they swapped out the Fantastic Four a few times. Yeah, and it's never lasted because you don't want the thing not on the Fantastic Four. I did like when Spidey was part of the Freedom Foundation. Yeah, that was cool. Spider-Man. Future Foundation. The white Any of the white suit. Yeah. 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 I don't know. There's some. There are some really good Fantastic Four storylines, but I think they're kind of like Doctor Strange in that way. Of it's really cool when Reed Richards shows up in an Avengers comic mm-hmm. and like is working with Iron Man to come up with a plan, and then or when they name drop like because in New Avengers at the beginning when they go to uh, the raft or whatever they're like uh, it's like Captain America. Mm. Or Luke Cage, Daredevil, Jessica Drew, and somebody, and they're there. They're like, we're here per Reed Richards' request to get the century, or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, this guy's important if Reed Richards is looking for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, he's like one of those big name characters that you can name drop right. to increase the stakes mm-hmm. of your mission, or whatever. It's like they didn't even need him in the book, but because yeah. they're there on his behalf, you're like, alright, well then... Simon's. Same as Black Panther. I don't read Black Panther, but when Black Panther is mentioned or talked about, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> shit's going down. Yep. So, um, Aaron, where can they find you on the internet? They can find me at uh, Mr. Mixiez Pitalik, 123, that's M-R-M-X-Y-Z-P-T-L-K, 123. Uh, that's uh, Twitter, that's uh, my Xbox Live, my Nintendo Network ID, my PSN, my Steam account. Pretty much anything, you can find me on there. Steven? Um, I'm at Fendingo on Twitter and Instagram. I'm uh, Ben, I'm on Instagram at Mudkip5000. I'm on this pat- the, this podcast, but also uh, another one called Dispatches from the Weird. Woo. And I do videos and action figure reviews on YouTube.com slash Airport Road. And you've got a new one that you just brought up, too, uh, showing off some of your custom turtles, which was really yep. cool. And I just uploaded a very quick one of uh, my unboxing of the TMNT box, ah. which is, I guess, like a loot crate for Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was- I've seen some of his toy collection videos. <laughs> Connor's seen some of them. Connor's a fan of the the action figure sex agent roundup videos. Yeah, I gotta keep I gotta keep regular with those. <laughs> but um Steven, you wanna do it? Yep. Uh this one's for you, Morph. 